Welcome to the Carecast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to uh, our latest Carecast. And for this week's Carecast, I'm joined by our National Director for Care for Scotland, Dr. Dr. Stuart Weir. Uh, do you know, Stuart, I'm probably the only colleague in care who always calls you doctor uh, wherever I possibly can. But anyway, Dr. Stuart Weir, welcome to the Carecast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. So first question is, what are you a doctor in? Oh, a doctor of philosophy. So uh, I don't heal bodies, I'm afraid. Uh, although I do have aspirations to that, perhaps. No, I'm only kidding. Um, I I did uh, a PhD in theology, so thus the, the doctor title. So, uh, Okay, what was your PhD in? What did you end up sort of focusing on? Yeah, I was looking at the theology of work, actually. I was um, specifically looking in the British evangelical tradition, how does God view our everyday ordinary work? Why is it important? Why is why does it matter to God? Does it matter? I suppose I went beyond that and said, it does matter, but how does it matter to God? And how has that been teased out in the British evangelical world over the last few centuries? So yeah, I loved it. It was great. Fantastic. When did you, when did you join CARE, Stuart? I joined in October 2013 and... Um, so that makes me one of the oldies now in the group. Wow, wait, that's just over seven years. That's right. Wow, okay, wow. Stuart, that's yeah. fantastic. So how did, yeah. you, how did you first hear about care? I, well, I actually, it was just through Google, actually. I was looking for work and um, I'd never heard of care. And so came across this job and applied. And I remember trudging up to the interview in Glasgow going I'm not sure about this and I remember coming out from that first interview going boy I'll be really disappointed if they don't give me that I'm I'm really up for this now after having met some of the people I remember that really vividly actually so yeah and this was cool. this was in the uh the care for Scotland office in Glasgow uh, yes was it, was it the old office have you got a new one it's the now? old one yeah <laughs> Yeah. It was uh, it was choice. Uh, we had some brilliant neighbours. There were other Christian agencies in that building, but uh, we've since moved on to something a bit a little bit trendier, a bit handier. Not that we're using offices these this year much, mm. but everything's from home pretty much. But uh, yeah, so that was back in the old office. Wow. Now you've had quite the twenty twenty because you uh, you spent some time on furlough and then came back sort of part time, and obviously. Uh, a big part of, of your work is connecting with church leaders. So first of all, if you were to describe 2020 in just a couple of words, what words would you use? Restful and disjointed. <laughs> so that's that's light and shade, isn't it? That's positive that's and negative, right. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So did you did you find that actually your your furlough period was was sort of one of those uh, like a blessing? Um, and an, an opportunity just to take a, a proper break. That was amazing. I think I, the initially the first two or three weeks, I really struggled to get my head around furlough um, to to wind down, slow down. I I I really struggled with it. I I've been going at such a frenetic pace, and but then I kind of got into the swing of it. I started to relax. Um, 
I I was at home and yeah, the weather was so great. And it was just, I eventually eased into it and was like, oh, this is wonderful. And I grew a huge beard and I was gardening and reviewing everything in my life. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, when, when you came back from furlough, it, it was something that we, uh, as colleagues at CARE, commented on that, that furlough had, had led to this sort of eruption of, of a, not just any beard, Stuart, like a full-on beard that you've gone for. This is highly, <laughs> highly impressive. Um, if, you think, if you think about church leaders, what's been the feedback that you've been sort of hearing from, from some of them? I think coming back was the realization that things had slowed down so much. It was, it's been immensely difficult for church leaders everywhere. The str- they've been under immense strain. These are community leaders, leaders of communities of faith in Jesus, and they have been under immense pressure. The work, it didn't seem to me, doesn't seem to me that that many churches had come back together physically when I came back to work in August. It was really only once the virus seemed to have a massive resurgence, end of September, that churches that hadn't gone back yet thought to themselves, if we don't go back now, it felt as if church leaders, if they hadn't already gotten their churches back together somehow, doing something, gathering somewhere somehow, that that was the moment, late September, early October, we've got to get our people back together, albeit with restrictions. So that... It's just been a, a, an immense amount of stress. Straight, there's been a heaviness there for church leaders. They've been under huge pressure to adapt, to um, embrace technology, to find new ways of practicing the faith together. So it's been tough. It's been really tough, actually. So uh, with that in mind, what we have been able to do at Care for Scotland is provide a lot of video content because so much has been online whether it's been live streaming or YouTube channels. And we've been able to, maybe easier than ever before, get our message to provide something for them, give them a break for a Sunday so that they don't have to create this well-refined video and provide a scriptural perspective on how you engage the powers of the day and why from that biblical story. So it's been a really nice way to serve them in quite a highly pressurized cabin. It's definitely been one of the things that struck us. Um, you know, we've worked with you on some of these videos and and just the the way that these new opportunities to communicate, to get to get messages out there, they've multiplied rather than you'd think they would have subtracted. I mean, I you know, I totally I know. I'm sure you'd agree that there's there's nothing quite like person-to-person interaction, but the fact that we are able still to have church services online that we are able to get our messaging out there. That's that's brilliant, Stuart. As you as you think about Care's calling in Scotland, what what would you describe Care's mission uh, in Scotland? Yeah, well, our mission to rehearse what you and I probably know quite well is to enable to be an enabler of churches to be salt and light in the public square, particularly in the Scottish Parliament. Right uh, to engage in some of the laws of the land that are proposed are already in place and to be a mechanism to help people find confidence in giving a good Christian voice into that square and, and to develop their relationships locally with their MSPs, et cetera, et cetera. 
But more and more, I've been thinking about the role of John the Baptist and his being a crier into in the wilderness, almost like a, a an alone voice. And, and I know that's not strictly true in Scotland. We've got other brothers and sisters in Christ that do similar roles here and there, maybe not as many as in England. But it is a lonely calling. And we are espousing increasingly unpopular views and and the necessity of being really clear on what our message is. I look more and more at John the Baptist and go, there's something in that persona that we kind of reflect or trying to reflect. And, and he was pioneering something when even the conditions didn't seem quite right. And he was all on his own. And it feels a little bit like that, to be honest, that even though we do have brothers and sisters in Christ in similar type agencies, that we are trying to carve something out when the conditions in Scotland don't feel right for our message. And yet we believe in the relevance of our message, even though the conditions aren't right. So I guess that's just a personal reflection on top of our organizational um, uh, sort of rationale for who we are as well, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I, I totally agree with you. And, and it, just that point around it feeling increasingly like the views that, that care holds to and, and that many Christians hold to um, are increasingly unpopular. Um, and for me, it, it strengthened the kind of the idea that we need to learn to communicate them uh, afresh as it were and the kind of better story narrative of saying you know actually God's got some wisdom for everybody in society and if we were to structure things according to that wisdom when it comes to prioritizing family and respecting life and encouraging the dignity of work and the dignity of it like it speaks to everything right like like what we believe that We've, we choose to focus at care according to what we believe God's calling on us to be on a number of different causes, which we'll come on to. But I, I just sometimes think, you know, the truths that, that are the foundation, that image of God, would you, would you agree that, that that actually touches on just about every part of life, every social injustice, every problem in society ultimately comes down to how do I, how do I love my neighbor, I guess? Oh, without question. And you see that in, our own politics as well as overseas. You look at some of the recent things with the US election and some of the classical American issues that never go away, that they really struggle to resolve every time the election comes around, up they come again. And if only, if only we all really believed that the other person across from us was the mirror was meant to be and truly is the mirror of God in the world as a creature, we really would behave differently. We really would set our laws up accordingly. And yet that is our difficult message to convey in everything we're doing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, just just run through for the, the purpose of anyone watching or listening, perhaps unfamiliar with the specific causes uh, that you and Care for Scotland and, and Care as a whole is engaged in. What, what, are, what are those causes? Well, we have, we split them into almost like three strata, if you like. They're not in any particular order, but we talk about 
issues to do with life. So um, the ability to uh, exist and breathe and the inherent value of human beings, I suppose. So we look at uh, human beings at the very beginning of their inception in the womb, uh, you know, uh, we want to we see them as, as as valuable as any born human being, mm-hmm. and just how important that is, and how special those human beings are. And yet, they're probably the most under threat human being in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, at the far end of life, we we think about and we're constantly championing the cause of those that are struggling through age and infirmity who are struggling with chronic pain at the end of their life. So those are kind of the life issues, if you like, beginning and end of life, we often say. There's also justice issues around human trafficking that, goodness, why would we see our fellow human being as a commodity to to sell for the purposes of exploitation? So we want to speak out against that and say, these people are, are inherently valuable, like you and I are. And, and one of those forms of exploitation is, is prostitution. That's another issue that overlaps with human trafficking. And we're, that's a current cause in Scotland at the moment. And then there are other issues as well, which, um, which are complex too. Family issues around um, protecting the youngest members of our born society Uh, from stumbling across the worst kind of things on the internet. So online safety, for example, and um, the freedom to express ourselves in the most creative ways possible, you know, holding unpopular or popular opinions. So religious liberty, there are so many issues Mm. that we cover, but they're all undergirded by that. Hey, do you know what? You, that other square on the screen, you mean something. And so we want to espouse that in these specific issues because we've only got so many hands on deck. Um, and to try and say to our governments and our parliaments, hey, this is the good stuff. This is the good story. We want to help people flourish. And here's how we think that should happen. It's, it's funny, really, isn't it? Because I guess Christians are often, we're often known for what we're against. But actually, the way you framed it is that we are for things as well. And I'll, Ultimately, at care, we want to see society flourishing and humans flourishing. And, and we just think God's ways and wisdom will enable that to happen more effectively than our culture's current way of achieving human flourishing. Because we all want human flourishing. That's, that's yes. you know, and it would be, it's care's mission, I think. And, and you've shared this so brilliantly just to see people in churches capture that vision and, and be engaged. Stuart, just practically speaking, um, we, we've just got a few a few sort of minutes left, but hate crime is something that's a live issue in Scotland. Just just briefly, what's what's going on? Hate crime in Scotland. Hate crime bill has been proposed by the Scottish government. So at the moment, the government are there's oral evidence being given to the justice committee, and what's really exciting is that there's real scrutiny happening. And all the parties are going in on that. That whole committee is involved in that. Groups, religious groups, theatre groups, writing groups, media publishing groups, uh, police groups, law groups are all saying, hang on a minute. What about these things, dot, dot, dot? There are really good points that are being made. So uh, in terms of practice, 
Now that evidence is happening and we're waiting to see if the bill will then, as a result of all that evidence giving, change, be altered, be dropped, be who knows. Um, do you want me to go into what we would like people to do, James, at this I point would, as well? I would love that. Be brilliant. Yeah. So we've got a campaign page on our website. Please go to our campaign page, which you will see down here, I'm sure. And what we've provided for you there is a mechanism by which you can write to your MSPs. It gives you a guide as to things you could include. Please do it in your own words, but there's lots of good detail there. It's not overwhelming. There's a nice campaign video there you could share on your social media. But we want you to express your views, your concerns around, hang on a minute, we want a Scotland that is that allows the unpopular opinion as well as the, the popular. We want a, a Scotland that sees laws that um, don't go down the route of subjective offence, but go down the route of, okay, if you want to criminalise somebody because they've truly abused somebody else or threatened somebody else with an act, then fine, that, that's right and appropriate, but let's shape our laws accordingly and not go down a, a dangerous route where we're policing people's thoughts. Yeah, fantastic. And just, again, to echo that, go to care.org.uk and you'll be able to find this campaign page. It's yeah. on the homepage. Just scroll down a wee bit um, and you'll see a promotion box. Email your MSPs, visit there. Um, Stuart, if people want to connect uh, just quickly with Care for Scotland, what's the best way of doing that? Yeah, best way to do that is I'll give you three quick ways. The Facebook page, go to the Facebook page, like the Facebook page. And from that liking of our page, you can request to join the Scotland group, the Care for Scotland group. Please do that. You'll get more bespoke Scottish information where we'll be able to interact with you in a much more uh, detailed way. And, uh, and it will all be aimed at where we live together here in Scotland. So please do that. There's Twitter at CareScot. You can do that there if you're a tweeter. But then also if you want to receive our emails, which are specific to Scotland's work, if you want to email me at stuart.weir at care.org.uk, I will set you up with our challenge direct emails, which is our bespoke email news and update shots that will give you all the up-to-date nudges when bills are passing, when we need you to act, when we, there's encouraging things to celebrate as well. Brilliant. And uh, the other kind of live issue at the moment that we are spending a lot of time on is the Scottish government is consulting on different approaches to ending male demand for prostitution. Um, and by the way, if you're watching this, listening to this, we actually, Stuart, myself and our colleague Louise, we talked about this in a recent CARE online session. So if you go to our YouTube channel, CARE.org UK, uh, you'll be able to find that recent session called Time for Change. And if you want to understand a Christian perspective on uh, how the law should address prostitution, I'd strongly encourage you to listen and watch Stuart and Louise as they unpack that. But just briefly, Stuart, uh, this consultation, when does it close and how are we at Care for Scotland going to be helping people to respond? Closes on the 10th of December, so that's not far away now. That's a month and a half away. And again, we are just about to launch a campaign page like the one on hate crime for you guys to, because it's quite a tricky consultation. It's, it's, it's actually a little bit complicated. And what we will have on there is our our view on how we can best help women in prostitution um, both 
see harm reduced, see them safely exit? What is the best way to shape prostitution in our land going forward? How should men be thought of in this picture? And should we have legal prostitution at all in Scotland? So look out for that. Again, we'll have a nice campaign video for you to share uh, or to just watch, but also a quite clear crib sheet for you to follow as you consider how you put together emails for your MSP. So look out for that. And if you sign up for our emails, we will nudge you once that's live. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, these two kind of key issues going on. Um, and uh, we just we love your support, love your help. Please stand with us in these things. Um, Stuart, just as we as we draw this to a close, as you look to the future, are you are you optimistic uh, for the future of Christian engagement in the public square in Scotland? Yes, I am. Yeah. And even though the conditions in Scotland, culture, the atmosphere is becoming a bit more hostile, a bit more secular. Uh, more than ever, we're seeing newer people, people who've never really considered lobbying, engaging, uh, advocating on behalf of vulnerable people, finding confidence in their voice, finding new churches get, gaining a confidence, going, well, we want to write in about this. We want to talk to our MSPs. But I am... More than ever, confident that because things are so, um, let me just put it, non-Christian, that there is grander scope for a voice. And I actually am quite confident that more and more people will be brave enough and um, provide, be, uh, find the kind of resources that we're trying to provide you guys to go and do that bit of work. So, yeah, I'm, I'm buoyant. I am. Fantastic. Um, Stuart, listen, thank you so much for your time uh, to this Carecast. And just to say to you listening, watching this, uh, please do go to uh, Care.org UK Facebook page, like the page, and then ask to join the Care for Scotland group, uh, where you'll get nudges on all manner of things related to uh, bills going through the Scottish Parliament. And do head to our website as well, care.org.uk. That's where you'll be able to find... Uh, the campaign page to help you talk to your MSPs about hate crime, uh, but also uh, very soon, very shortly, we'll be publishing our supporter guide for the consultation on ending male demand for prostitution as well. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. And uh, we look forward to being back very shortly with another Carecast in the near future. You've been listening to the Carecast. Remember to subscribe Great. to get the latest episodes and find out more about the work of care on care.org.uk. Care for what you believe.